Welcome to the first episode of the Cyber Prophets, a special podcast when we speak about technology and how it can change our lives. Tonight, I am your co-host, Federico, and with me is going to be Anorax Dev. Say something to the audience, Anorax. Hello, everybody. I'm Anorax Dev, and well, yeah, I'm also co-host of the show. The idea behind what we're going to be talking about is to prophesize the future of different uh, industries within the IT world. We have we, we have EQ talk conversation about automation, AI, freelancing, the future of jobs, and today we're going to be talking about cognitive science with our uh, with our guest Akash. So. Yeah, so if you can introduce yourself, Akash, and tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, that'd be great. Okay, thank you guys for having me here. I'm Akash, and I'm like currently working in the cognitive technologies in the field of, and I have my own startup, which is like called Gunini Labs, and I was more focused on the part of the NLP, computer vision, as well as OCRs. That's great, Akash. And that's why today we have a special question to start your interview. What are cognitive technologies? Many people tend to confuse these words and maybe you can give us an introduction. Well, Federico, the thing is like cognitive technologies, if we split the cognitive and technology, cognitive means simply the capabilities of human. Like we talk about the senses, we talk about the decisions, we talk about the reasoning, and we talk about the creativities. When our technology is trying to mimicking these human capabilities, then we call it uh, cognitive technologies. That's great. Now, let's proceed with the next question, Anorax. Right, cool. So, let me see. All right. How did you get involved in cognitive techs? Uh, I will tell like from my background, I in starting I started with the process automations, like when we have to develop some applications or kind of I could say RPS bots which to automate the repetitive task. But after that, if you will see the uh, further, the next stage of the automation is the cognitive technologies, like where you implement the more advanced version of the automation, which can be like OCR, which can be NLP, which can be computer vision or speech, speech recognitions. So how that's how I started with um, basically with, I could say, process automation. Now let's go a little bit more in depth. Can you share with us some projects or some ideas that you have been involved and most importantly, the challenges that you have faced implementing cognitive technologies? Okay, so I would like to talk about the projects, like use cases which I faced during this COVID time. It will be like mm -hmm. more better example, how it can change the COVID time also. So the first use case i will talk about the invoice processing because i will like give you the high level of the process 
it was before it was working with uh, hard copies of the invoices where you were receiving as a post the invoices and after that you were processing those as a uh, scanning those documents putting those documents into the excel file and after that processing further by inputting those values to the sap so due to covid people are not able to go to the office and due to that it's like from client side as well as from our client who is receiving the invoices are not able to receive those invoices in hard copy so they completely changed this process into the digitalized the process i could say into the completely paperless where we are getting all the invoices on particular email which is based on the mapped on the company uh, country based and after that they are receiving all those digital invoices and we are processing those invoices in using the ocr tools and after those ocr tools are getting those values into the database from database again our application is putting those values to the sap so it's like if you are having daily uh -huh. more than 1000 invoices then it's like this process is having lots of savings you can see so akash i have a question so the cognitive science is basically like reproducing human behavior which is the behavior that is like most commonly reproduced right now okay. if i'll talk about the behavior or capabilities basically so in work we use our senses we could say which is like touch and sight and hearing so for touch we are using rpas which is a robotics process of automation which is also the part of cognitive technologies and for sight i could say when you analyze by looking at something like pdfs invoices or some other things we use ocr or computer vision tools to analyze those documents for hearing i could say when you use it on call centers or to analyze the voice of something then we use like speech recognitions plus we use the nlp to analyze the written form of the i could say text analysis and the capabilities i would say about the predictions and reasoning we use machine learning for that you know that reminds me like of a of a talk or i think it was a text from kevin kelly that is on youtube a while ago and well well he said that a lot of people are afraid of ai because they think that it's going to achieve sentience and you know destroy them but in reality like ai is more like a bunch of individual instruments in a whole orchestra so we're each uh we're each each like application is like very specific and doesn't deviate from from that purpose so what what you say like it reminds me so for example the part where he's using um computer vision to 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 for the receipt right like it's not going to expand out of that single functionality right yeah so 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 if you can go like share with some of the pro okay so you you told you told us about that about the one that handles bills like um automatically right Mm -hmm. So uh what other cool projects are you working on or are you aware of uh if i talk about currently i was working lots of the process regarding the image processing and some process regarding this computer vision where we have to input the structured data of the images 
and there was some part of the NLP we were working on. So yeah, it's going in that way nowadays. How do you think computer vision is going to be like used with um, something like smart cities? Uh, if you talk about the smart cities, computer vision can be used in many ways actually. Because computer vision also have lots of capabilities regarding the classification, regarding you can uh, specify objects and all those things. So if in smart cities, I would say computer vision can be used to track the people, track the traffics, track the some, uh, I could say vulnerable things which can be on in between people, which can like, it can be for the securities of the people if some society, some other people cannot enter or something like that way. And do you think that, for example, computer vision can reduce the crime in the cities? Or do you think it will be unsafe? Because I have heard that, for example, in China, the government has very smart, very advanced computer vision that can recognize anyone with just a camera. So how do you think this is going to influence, maybe it's going to reduce the crime or maybe it's going to reduce even the privacy in our lives? Yeah, actually there is like uh, two things. First thing is like security and second thing is your privacy. So if I talk about the security, of course, it's going to improve the uh, response time of the security. It can give you the alarm when there is some vulnerable things are nearby society or something like which you feel can be not be safe because it can trick the alarm. It can call the police and whatever. But for the sake of privacy, I think there still must be some rules or like required what should be tracked and what should not be tracked. Because if you have camera, of course, you can track anything. But yeah, still there is some privacy issues are there if you are tracking some person like when he's going from morning to evening when he's coming back and everything if you are having the then it is like might be scary in a part of privacy yeah. what are other ways in which you can apply computer vision other than uh, spying on people like so 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 so, so some like interesting business cases that, that we can look in for uh Okay, there is like yeah, computer vision actually have uh, lots of use cases. I could say in daily uses you are using in as a OCR, and after that you have for your securities as you uh, talked about. For 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 the, Akash, so for the people that don't know, uh, what, what is an OCR? OCR is like. Uh, Optical character recognition systems, which is like oh, trying okay. to extract the character from the image. Like it is, okay. like it have capability of reading uh, image out character out of image. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, back to the to the previous question. So um, business use cases for for OCRs. Okay, okay for uh, business. Cases talk about the security, talk about the in between the process automation, and we can use it all other ways in the part of the industries where we have the manufacturing units. There we can use the computer vision to track the what gonna be our output or track the um, how to say 
to see how many to, to see how many units like are being produced a day or, or, or something mm, yeah it can be like this was like i'm talking about the tracking for the security as well to save your employees due to some uh they should not cross some lines or something like in that way of security plus on the part of counting the units or something like when some product is already like prepared you have vision to okay this is like uh, manufactured this is not manufactured to do in that way and other options you have like in the medical we are using it using the your mobile cameras you are able to um, like scan the uh, your i could say x-rays x-rays to um, like classify either you have uh, cancer or not in your skin you can mm. okay. now that that's yeah and how and yeah. how do you see that let's say what it, from let's say for a medical perspective what is the most important business case that you see in these times related to image recognition or let's say image classification okay so i would say there for image classification there was like already lots of work done for the recognizing the you they are like able to read the x-rays and classify the disease they are able to like do the image recognition using your mobile camera as well they can, can they use it to to like diagnose something in your eye for example i read somewhere that that, that ai can be used to diagnose like eye conditions yeah they are they were able to do that but uh, i don't exactly remember for what it was they were using it because yeah they were able to read this iris to for some particular disease but i think they were not able to do it through mobile camera if i'm not sure mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. yeah you would probably need a special camera for sure yeah and what are so let okay maybe let's finish akash okay so yeah there was for medical they have like these uses and after that for medical i could say they have other uses for the cognitive technologies when you have you are using some medical bands which i could say they are using to whole day they are recording your beats heart rate and all those things so in future it might be possible that we will have some devices which can predict about the you gonna be ill or not before you is gonna you will be ill simply and so do you, you think like and do you, so i just and do you think this could be extended for like minimizing future diseases like the corona because you know we are getting some part of the blood in, in our body and with this we're doing the some test do you think that we'll be able yeah. to analyze viruses or things inside our body that a body that is affecting our lives i don't know if you can do that by vision alone uh actually there is like limitation for those bands for now because now as i remember they are able to calculate your heart beats how much distance you went and about maybe your body temperature plus for the as you told me like for blood testing and all maybe if we connect our like you know this blood testing kit to connect mm-hmm. those devices to send some data about the blood quality and all then it is possible 
but for corona i had one idea about how to diagnose it like by using your mobile phones because if you have like bit of data regarding your lungs when you breathe then there is one sound which is creating so with those if we have some data we can work on those part to diagnose the covid or not by your like breathing pattern on something like that and just by using your local mobile so i so i just i just thought of an interesting idea like this can also be applied to sports like i don't know if you guys have, have ever played tennis but they have this thing called the eagle's eye that when 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 you're playing tennis and you hit, you hit the ball to the point where you don't really know if it's like inside or outside of the line like there is a machine that actually takes a picture to make it very clear to everybody so you could use that let's say for for soccer to see okay if it was a if it was a, a fault or not or or you can use it in boxing to see you know how, how many how many punch they threw how many connected you know generate stats and all that stuff just from 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 image recognition yeah for the sports side i could say there is like lots of implementation was already done and for the gym and the positions there was one application i saw they have like position estimation so it can predict like uh, if you are doing some particular exercise so if your position is uh, good enough to do that or not because if particular exercise is not done or particular position you can get injured so those applications mm-hmm. are used like nice 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 yeah for sure i haven't thought of that man you know, that that that's actually a, that would be a really good idea for a business you know like making make, making a an image recognition software just for for people that are taking like online gym lessons making sure like they are doing the correct form and and shit or and thank you yeah. uh actually i saw i had like one more idea like like we people from it we are working on the same place sitting on the same place and we really have bad position and it can cause us the back pain so we can develop some kind of application which can Uh, remind us like about which can uh, i could say do the pose pose estimation by from your like laptop camera and it can warn you when you are like sitting in bad position so it can like improve your uh, habit to sit on the better position and it can reduce like lots of your back pain and loss of like problems from your back Generally speaking, we have seen a lot of ideas and let's say even business ideas now, Akash. How do you think the companies are benefiting from the implementation of cognitive technologies, especially after the corona hit us? Okay, so I could say in cognitive technologies, the main benefit is like cognitive technology is also working with the humans because they are taking the feedback from them. and after they they are uh, improving their predictions so one uh, benefit i could say you know the cognitive technology is they work with human so human should not be scared that they going to be out of their work by having the bots there and second thing is like i could say adaptation how this technology is able to adopt they are able to adopt your legacy system if you talk about rpas and all you can use them as a patch for the problem which was existed on your um, i could say solution design so this 
Kubernetes technology things are like able to implement it, deployed on anywhere, like on cloud, on your system. So I could say adoption is also the good benefit for them. Second thing I could say, how much efficient it is for the business processes. It can make your process, uh, I, I could say, more efficient, more compatible with uh, um, make more sense for your business rather than having the same process. You are like ten people are doing the repetitive task of the same thing. So, and third thing I could say, it is doing is the data analysis. And it can create and spot the business uh, patterns, which could improve the decision making for your team, so that you don't need to be like going through all those data when the project manager is going and working on the huge amount of data, and he have to take decisions. So he will have one someone to assist like those data you can throw on the algorithm and you can predict something like what patterns are coming out of those things. And I could say there is one more thing about the customer satisfaction, and customer satisfaction comes under also the part of the your employee satisfaction. If you have such thing implemented on your company, your employee will be I could say more satisfied because they are not working like a robot because they have they are working on some work which makes sense and they feel like they are making decisions in the company rather than dragging and dropping the excels from having. Those repetitive tasks, so that it can improve the environment in the company. People will be like more engaged in more creative work, I could say. And it, on the part of customer satisfaction, it can reduce your selection processes. Like when a client have to select out of those ten things, because you know selection, se selecting thing can be like really problematic because you have to select something. And you have you are using lots of your energy to do that. If like in YouTube, you have recommended videos, so those things are like can help on the business process as well. And one hmm. more thing is so for example, so, so for example, like if I go like if I call for a call center and and it just and it just asks me, hey, say what's your problem, and I say, hey. Um, my com my computer is throwing me this particular error, or mm -hmm. this thing is happening to me. Like that computer will understand that it's taking it to the right place, right? Okay, that's cool. It's nice. Because for call center, I could say there can be, according to the data, there is like more than 50, sixty to seventy percent of calls are repetitive calls. Repetitive calls means they can be solved by using FAQs, and and what is an FAQ, Akash? FAQ is like suppose some processes we are using and frequently asked questions like uh, mm -hmm. these kind of problems, which is can be solved by using manuals or by these kind of problems already solved before. So our bots, if have all those data, so it is able to cut all those this seventy percent of calls from the humans. So they can work basically more on the part of Calls which have more better problem, I could say for them. Now that that blew my mind. <laughs> now that blew my mind. Yeah. And, and when do you think we will see these kind of robots in the market? Let's say in the next five years, in the next ten years. What is your prediction? Actually, if we talk about the technologies, we already have those technologies in the market, but is 
i will talk about the disadvantage it is that it is not so adaptive in the market yeah so but for but yeah but for example right now is we were speaking about the call centers and mm-hmm. i i would like that maybe you can give us like a um, your forecast okay i believe that in the next five years for these reasons i believe it might be introduced and let's say this is a new field that is going to Yeah, when do you think Carry it will mainstream? Okay, so I think the according to me like technologies are also already there. If we have structured data, I hope there is this 4 5 years is like too much. 2 3 years we going to have such systems because I know the ITs they have chatbots who can solve your basic problem like changing the password, updating my phone number, all those things. So I could say those part are the next step, which we gonna have the call VO VIP calls where they can do the speech recognition and give you the answers directly. Wow! Yeah, the future of call centers. So to all to all the people that are working on call centers, yeah, you should you should pay attention. Maybe no, it's time it's, to start a reskilling career. Sometimes reskilling yeah, is the right choice. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to brush up on. No, I think I think you know what I think. Like for for I think it will be I think the the job of like actually training the AI I think it's going to exist. Uh, those things are already exist. I, I told you the thing is like it's not gonna put people out of the things. I think still it's gonna help to people who are working in call centers because they are already getting frustrated by this same calls where they are not even feeling like they are working on something real project. They are having the same calls. They are having the same problems. So they can work on something better part on their company instead of being work as a robot. It's helping them basically. I don't right. think it's scaring them to switch something. They're gonna be on better place. Right, right. It's 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 it, it, like for the things that cannot be like fully automated. Yeah, it cannot be because every people have different problems. So if we can say, if we target fifty percent of calls or forty percent, it's fine in starting. And imagine, Akash, that new people are getting into this area. Let's say even the people from the call center might. Some people that are listening to you might want to reskill in a new area. What is what area would you advise them? Because maybe most of these people they don't have any IT background as we have, and maybe you can advise them. Okay, you can start with this one because it might be easier than out than others. Okay, so I could say uh, we have to start with basically with computer science. Because if you now see before computer science was a completely separate stream, but if we see now computer science is implemented everywhere in mechanical, in aerospace, in I could say in BPOs, in call centers, you will see computer science is everywhere. So that's how I this is like third third upgrade of the computer world. Before we had hardware, after that we upgraded to software. and now it is the cognitive technologies so you don't need to be completely particularly on the part of some particular technologies you are coming from some particular background and you before like you were coming from some particular background and you learned the computer and how to run the software that's how it gonna be in future 
you will be from particular background and you will have those technologies which will be assisting you in the work so you will already upgrade yourself to work on those technologies yeah yeah but let, what what I, what i wanted to say akash is let's suppose i am a guy who is from a call center i'm listening to this to this podcast and i would like to yeah, say yeah. hey i no. i want to get no. into this era I think what I think what Federico is trying to say is that not everybody can become a programmer, right? Yeah, not everyone can become a programmer, and maybe you can advise them. Okay, maybe you I can advise you start with robotic process automation, one of the words that you said, or you can start with computer vision, or maybe there is one area okay. that that is easier for this guy who doesn't know anything about coding, who is just scared to lose his job, and hey. What technology is useful for me, especially I, I I'm interested here, but I don't know anything. Which technology would you advise me to get it started? Okay, so Federico, there is like uh, first thing is to having the approach how to solve the problem in computer science, because you know having developing having those approach to being a developer is completely different thing. So I could suggest like start with no code or low code platform. where you have to learn how to approach like how you are using loops how you are using statements to learn if you learn those things so it will create a base for your i could say for a de- being a developer or something so those things will help you to develop hey, the program as well hey akash how let's say let's with somebody wanted to for example learn how to train a computer like what would be the best way to start that's what i was trying to tell about this low code and no code pro- like applications which are like if i you want to train uh you have a data suppose and you want to take some prediction out of it so you have lots of uh, low code platform where you can simply throw your data you will define what you want as a output like on what value you want to get the predictions and you will have it you don't need to write a single line of code even but maybe you can tell us let's say some solutions that you already know because if you just say me like low code or no code and i am new i might be a star searching typing anything in google and might choose even the wrong sites okay maybe... so there is like uh, for amazon google and microsoft yeah all of them having those platforms as i know for microsoft they have azure cognitive services where they have the like machine learning platform and there is automl you can use those as well yeah those like platform for the machine learning and for you have computer vision for azure services also they have for the computer vision for nlp also they have so they have already ready made stuff already which you can just throw data or you don't need to even throw data they can simply you can use it their handmade product already and get the predictions so how do you see that in the next two or three years this is going to change the way of, of living the usage of yeah, like how, how, like how, how, how do you imagine how do you imagine like our everyday lives will be in, when 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 we adopt cognitive technologies mm, i could say about those things ah on our daily life first thing 
we i hope we're not going to have repetitive task second thing we have like our medical will be more responsive because we have we will have more data about ourselves and we can like work more on ourselves on our body we can say like how much calories we are intaking everything can be recorded everything are collecting our whole body data day by day so we are able to predict more about our body and second thing we can have like fast response on the medical systems on the basis of consultation because we have already some data about our body and bot can already do the predictions about our future uh, what we have to improve our body body scale i could say and second part i could say in the security it can help you in lots of way and third part or fourth part i could say it will help you to not to, it will not be biased for the people like it will not bias for the skin color it will not bias for your race or from which country you are coming from so i could say this is also the advantage which we will have in future so everything will be i could say unbiased i will say that these are very great answers and in this way we could conclude the first episode maybe there are some final thoughts from your side akash something that you would like to encourage the people to see it in a more positive way especially in these times of covid that people are afraid of what is happening if you have some words of encouragement to the people to embrace the cognitive technologies i would like to send this message that people have to try to adopt this technology try to learn more about them how they going to help them and treat them as their friend or assistant not as their enemy because at last when first time computer came everyone was telling they going to replace human that's how these technologies are they will be behind you to help you and try to upgrade your skills it will be better for uh, your future work i could say to adopt these technologies more better because you going to work on them thank you very much akash for bringing your ideas from think for bringing everything about cognitive technologies and anything else that you would like to add anorax this this first episode. no th- th- thank you very much uh, akash and thank you to the audience for watching us i i hope that you learned a thing or two i certainly did and we look forward to see you in our next episode sure we will see you in one week see you bye 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 bye